Hey everyone, Chad here. I sat down a couple of days ago to begin preparing the content for the next episode when I came across a video that changed everything. It's the story in this video that I decided I needed to talk about in today's episode because it is unbelievably powerful. I implore you, which means I beg you, to please take a couple of minutes to listen to this particular podcast. It talks about an amazing man, a charity that he started, and the unbelievable impact they are now having on the entire world. But it also talks about a nine-year-old girl that brought me to tears. Now, this show is all about elevating the areas of life that mean the most to us in order to find true fulfillment, our career, our family, our relationships, our vitality, and our ability to give back to others, giving our time, giving our money, being a part of a solution. Today's show is a focus on just that. Now, I recently received a blog email from a guy that I follow who was trying to pedal a workout routine and asking me to sign up. Besides having my own routine that works fine for me, I was very weary of this email because he himself doesn't look like he even works out and he didn't provide any validation that he does or has gone through the program that he was trying to pedal. As much as I like the guy's writing, I had a hard time listening to someone talk about something that they themselves don't seemingly do. Thus, in efforts of building a little bit of credibility, I wanted to at least mention that I do serve as a board of trustee member to a not-for-profit organization that is committed to improving the lives of children, youth and families affected by trauma, mental illness, and behavioral health challenges. I was just welcomed to the board, but I have been volunteering with this organization over the last several years in a variety of ways. Now, could I do more? Absolutely, and I'm working towards that. This video actually made me think of how insignificant my efforts really are in comparison to people that are passionate to help others. But I am also a big believer in the notion of small input equals massive output, meaning there are people who are angels on this earth that spend their lives working towards improving the lives of others. The people who work at the not-for-profit that I'm a board member of are these type of people. But just because you're not that doesn't mean that you have to be the opposite extreme and do nothing. With a large quantity of people giving a little, it begins to create massive output. Okay, so the video starts out like this. A man named Scott Harrison begins to talk about his childhood and how he became aware of the importance of health at a young age because his mother got very sick from carbon monoxide poisoning. However, as Scott gets old enough to move out on his own, he becomes a club promoter in New York City, starts down a path of smoking, drinking, drugs, gambling, etc. For years, Scott lives a life in the dark shadows until one day he has enough and decides that he must leave it all behind. The website reads the following. After a boozy decade of nightclub promoting, Scott Harrison declared spiritual, moral, and emotional bankruptcy and started over. He does everything he can to find a not-for-profit that will allow him to work with them. After being turned down by many because of his past, he finally lands a volunteer effort as a photojournalist for Mercy Ships in Liberia, West Africa, working with a guy named Dr. Larry Parker, who, on a side note, is one of the most extraordinary people I have ever heard about. His life mission to serve others is absolutely astonishing. He, He definitely is in the category of the people that I mentioned earlier, as the true angels that walk among us. This guy moved his entire family onto the ship to help for a short time, and he himself to this day, or to the day that the video was made, is still working to help these people. Okay, 
After spending two years working in Africa, Scott begins to connect the dots between how many people were sick and dying and how those same people don't have access to the most basic need, clean drinking water. In fact, the water that these people drink is so contaminated that it is the cause of more deaths in the world than all forms of violence, including war. I took that from the video. He says that it would be a crisis if it were 1 million people without access to clean drinking water. But it's not 1 million. It's 663 million people, which is twice the size of the U.S. population. The footage of the water that they have to drink in this video is absolutely horrendous. Beyond that, the access to even the dirty water is a huge problem. Women and girls were often the ones or are often the ones who have to carry 40 pound jerry cans, forcing girls to give up their education so that they can fetch dirty water for miles. I mean, they literally walk miles. This was enough for Scott to realize that something needed to be done. So he came back to New York and he started a not-for-profit called Charity Water. Now, one of the things that I liked hearing him talk about was the desire to build the not-for-profit on three major components. One was the principle of it being 100% donations go towards the cause. So he figured out how to get other donations to pay for all the operational and administrative costs. So anything donated to Charity Water is 100% going towards providing clean access or clean water access to people that don't have it. Number two was the proof of what they were doing, which is some pretty crazy and radical stuff. So he didn't want to just tell people what he was doing. He wanted them to be very engaged. So he literally set up like Twitter accounts for these drills that were drilling so that like it would send a tweet every time it dug into the ground. I don't know the specifics, but it's pretty crazy stuff. He actually set up a satellite, um, some satellite footage where people could tune in and actually watch the drilling happening in a certain location, all really trying to get people engaged to understand that their money was going towards something amazingly important. Number three was building a brand. He uses a quote that Nick Kristoff wrote in the New York Times, which said, quote, toothpaste is peddled with far more sophistication than all the world's life-saving causes, unquote. Scott thought to himself after seeing that, like how broken, sad, and true is that statement that we have companies that are peddling toothpaste with far more sophistication around the marketing end than what would ever go into a not-for-profit organization. And he goes on to say that charities are some of the worst marketers and storytellers and how he wondered why that is. He didn't think you need a lot of money to build a brand. You just need taste and some talented people. Now, anyone that has ever tried to build a brand and awareness around that brand knows how amazingly difficult it really is and how much money it truly cost. So you probably cringed when you heard me reiterate Scott's words. That is why the following is so unbelievably powerful. Scott started by throwing a party for his birthday, charging people at the door a cover, and then using the money to drill a well and report back to all the people that donated, letting them see what amazing impact their money had. Then, One year, he had the idea of doing it for his birthday, asking his friends and families to donate money. 
this concept began to catch on. A seven-year-old named Max Schmenhauser, and I apologize, Max, if I pronounced that incorrectly, but I couldn't figure out anywhere on the internet that would pronounce that for me. Max Schmindhauser, a seven-year-old, went door-to-door asking for $7 donations and ended up raising $22,000. Justin Bieber sent out three tweets on his 17th birthday, raising $47,538. Adam Lambert raised $320,000. Will and Jada Pinkett Smith raised $219,000 and then asked their family and friends to also get involved. They actually were eventually invited by Scott to come meet the people they were helping, and they show footage of them over there by the wells that were being drilled. Pretty cool stuff. It went from birthdays to events. People were giving up their weddings. A woman raised 32000 by swimming in the San Francisco Bay naked. Guys did a bike trip from California to New York and showed up at the Charity Water offices just to say hi. A little girl raised 15500 by eating rice and beans for 25 days straight. When Scott spoke at a church, he asked all of the members to give up their birthdays, which inspired an eight-year-old girl named Rachel Beckwith to give up her ninth birthday and set a goal of $300. Rachel raised $220. And then, being disappointed that she didn't meet her goal, apologized to her mom for not raising the full amount because she really wanted to give 15 people clean water. She told her mom that she was going to do better next year. Rachel was not able to do that because she was killed in a 20-car pileup just shortly after her ninth birthday. She was the only fatality. Her mother was driving and her sister was in the front seat a tractor trailer came through the back of the car. Now, right before I heard this, I was elated to hear about all of the people raising money, especially Rachel. And then he said that she died and I literally broke down and started crying. Rachel's family reached out to Scott afterwards and asked that they reopen her campaign so that her last wish could come true which was to give kids clean drinking water instead of getting more presents. Scott said absolutely. They reopened the campaign, and it spread around the world, eventually raising $1.2 million. On the one-year anniversary, Scott asked Rachel's mother, Samantha, to join him in Ethiopia to meet some of the people that her daughter was helping with this campaign. Rachel's grandparents and her mother go along with their pastor, and there's a video of the trip that is unbelievably powerful. I'll link to it in my notes for you to check out. I'll put it on my website. Please go take a couple of minutes to watch this video. The mother at one point says, it's six in the morning, and we are about to go see some of Rachel's wells. There were signs being held up by the people there that said, thank you, Rachel, and a post in the ground with a sign on it that read, Rachel's Park. As I was watching the video, I began to drift a little and think about that accident and how unimaginable it would be to come out of that and face the reality that your child is no longer here with you or that your sister is no longer here with you. And just as I was thinking that, I refocused attention to the video and I saw her mother there in the village 
dancing and clapping and smiling. And I just started breaking down and crying again. It was the happiest, saddest kind of emotion that swept over me in the longest time. Children in the villages drew pictures for Rachel. They are so thankful for this young girl with a beautiful heart said, I want to give instead of get. Her wish has helped 60,000 people in more than 100 villages. If you have the time, this is a story that is definitely worth watching. And I'm going to end it there so you have time to do just that. I thank you very much for tuning in. wwwmayrocky 5 merakithenumber number 5com I'll post links to the video. Thanks.